Hi, and welcome to the Parenting in the Middle podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Goodman. I'm a certified life coach and a mom to four teenagers. Do you ever wonder if you're doing this whole mom thing right? Are you pushing too hard or not enough? What does it look like to love your teens, yet keep firm boundaries? Would you love to get your kids to listen without yelling and feeling frustrated first? Here in this podcast, you will find coaching and communication strategies to help you tackle all of your hardest parenting struggles. These strategies will help you parent with more confidence, peace, and influence. I'm so glad you're here. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome to the podcast. Are you coming to my workshop on Tuesday? It's March 7th, 10.30 a.m. I'm going to be talking about setting rules and limits with your teens. This is something that I find is one of the most difficult things about parenting teenagers is finding that balance between connecting with them and letting go, letting them experience failure and mistakes, but also being consistent and following through on your end of whatever it is, like consequences that you've set ahead of time, boundaries that you have, like if you don't want to allow certain types of language or behavior in your home, then you can have a boundary around that. It's also understanding that you can't control your teenagers, and so you don't necessarily need them to obey and do all of the things that you want them to do. You don't need them to do that. Of course, you can want them to. I want my kids to do all the things I want them to do. And it's out of love and because I love them and I want them to be happy and safe. But if I need them to, then every time they break a rule or do something that I don't want them to do, instead of getting curious about, okay, what's going on for them that would maybe make them do that or thinking about it in a way of like, maybe this is something that I need to think more about and that I could learn and grow from. Maybe this isn't necessarily a problem if they're making this choice, but I can't do that if I'm really attached to their behavior. If something is so black and white that I can't see any other way to think around it, it's really hard to connect with your teen. It's kind of just this fixed mindset about this is a problem. I don't know what to do. And that's where I think we as parents can have so much more peace and freedom around our parenting is just learning different ways to think about things so that we can let go of the control, really get clear on what's important to us, why it's important to us, and how we can enforce those things, those values that are important to us. So I've talked to parents who are very religious, and if you're a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, as I am, it is very important for a lot of us that our family goes to church. And I talk to quite a few parents who struggle with their teenagers deciding not to want to go to church anymore, or they're not happy at church, and they have to decide, all right, do I make them come, or do I allow them the freedom to decide what they want to do. And this is different for each teenager, for each family, depending on where you're at. The way I would approach it is to be thinking about, okay, what what are the reasons behind why they don't want to go? Is it because it's boring and they would rather sleep in? Or is it because they're genuinely questioning and honestly seeking these answers? And in their teenage mind, 
they're trying to figure it out and they might be like, no, I don't want to go and not be open to more ways to think about it. And so I'm kind of like rambling about this a little bit, but if you can kind of stay with me, it's just so different for each kid, for each family and each parent. And it can be tricky to navigate, but when you understand, okay, how do I want to think about this? How do I want to feel about this? How can I show up the best in the most loving way? What would that look like? The answers that you will receive from that place will be specific to you. And that's how I feel like I can receive the most inspiration for myself, because I don't think I have the answer for you. I can help coach you through your own thoughts about it and help you kind of get some clarity and clear your mind up of all the drama that you might have in there that's making you feel really stressed. But ultimately, you get to decide, and that is such a freedom that you can have as a parent that will help you as you navigate parenting your teenager. So that's what we're going to be talking about in this class on Tuesday. I will put a link in my show notes. You can also follow me on Instagram. I am posting a ton of content about it there so that you can get in and we will... We'll just have a great time on this class. I'll be doing some coaching and answering some questions. So I hope to see you there. Today on this episode, though, I want to talk about emotional bids. An emotional bid is a way that one person uses to get the attention of another person. And this can be used in the way of verbal or nonverbal communication. And you as the parent can get really good at spotting when your teenager is seeking that connection from you. When are they giving you that emotional bid? Maybe they are making a joke or sharing an observation about their day. Nonverbal bids could be like making a facial expression of something they like or don't like. It could be giving you a hug before they leave. I want you to think about the emotional bids that you send to your teenager. It's important to notice the ones your teenager sends to you, whether they be positive or negative. But I also think focusing on the emotional bids that you send to your teenager when you're turning toward them and doing this in a way of you not needing them to respond back to you. This is really difficult sometimes when we want our teenager to talk to us, to show they care and that they respect us and that they're grateful, right? We have a lot of thoughts all the time about that. But when we don't need them to be grateful or respect us or do anything, we just love them for who they are, for what they're doing and uh, what they're going through right now. We just can love them just as they are without needing them to be any different. Then we can show up and put out our own emotional bids to them, and it's okay if they don't respond to them. We're still focusing on, all right, how can we show up in love for our teenager today? And this might be listening so when they are telling us a joke or telling us about their day, we're genuinely listening. We're putting down our phone. That's a way that we can show, hey, we're leaning in to the emotional bid that they are giving to us. We're putting down our phone. We are looking them in the eye and we are being really attentive. And sometimes I understand that we don't always have the time. We're we're going really fast paced. And just yesterday, I felt like I had all of my kids in the kitchen with me and each one of them was trying to tell me something. One was trying to tell me a story and then it would remind my other daughter about 
part of the same story. And so she would interject. And so it's like, I'm trying to give them all of my attention and we're trying to have this conversation. And I feel like one is getting interrupted. And then I'm trying to also acknowledge the other one that's talking. And it's like, that's how it is sometimes. We feel like we have so much coming at us. It can feel overwhelming. And in those moments, just let it be how it is. It's okay. And sometimes I will tell them, hey, can we pause this conversation and come back to it? Because I have, you know, to make this phone call or I'm in a really big hurry and I don't have time to talk about this right now, but I promise, you know, tonight I will go into your room and we'll finish talking about this or I'll say, hey, can you text me that so that I remember? And one of the things I think that is really good to remember is one of the ways if you, it's not always face-to-face like, one-on-one time that you're giving your teenagers attention because we are busy. We have things that we need to do. We have other kids. We have grocery shopping, meal making, and all the things, right? So some of the things that I think are important to me when I think about, okay, how am I connecting with my teenagers? Sometimes it's as simple as, okay, they asked for a certain face wash from Target and I need to remember to get it. And there have been plenty of times where I'm like, I totally have forgotten, totally forgot. And that will happen, but I'm trying to be more careful about, all right, will you send me a text and remind me? I will write it down on my phone. I will put a reminder or a notification so that I remember these things. Something that I read that I liked last week was that something about, I have all girls and I think this is pretty common no matter whether you have girls or boys, but When they start having breakouts and they are getting pimples on their face and that's a really stressful thing to experience when you're a teenager. And so I was reading this book and it was talking about how sometimes you just want to make things really not a big deal. So like with one of my daughters who is experiencing some breakouts and I know it's bothering her and she's spending so much time on her skincare routine and It's not minimizing the stress that they feel about something maybe you don't think is a big deal. Like for me, I can look at her face and say, hey, you know what? It's really not that bad. Or you'll be fine. You'll get, you know, it'll all work itself out. You'll be fine. But really paying attention to if something is stressing your teenager out, to really know that they care about it and it's important to them. So even if you don't think it's a big deal, if you know, hey, this is going to work itself out, you can still sit with them in that this is a big deal to them, so it can be also a big deal to you. So maybe that means making an appointment with a dermatologist or getting that face wash or that, you know, one of the things that I did for my daughter was make an appointment with a esthetician and I got her a, it was like a, I had to text this particular friend that I had who is an esthetician and I asked her what I could do about it. And she said, hey, there's this really light chemical pill that we can do. And so I was able to make my daughter an appointment. She had this facial treatment. And in that way, I felt like, okay, I am, I know she cares about this. I don't get myself facials, right? Like I'm not diligent at my skincare routine. It's just not that big of a deal to me, but it is to my daughter. And so I can support her in that. I know for myself, sometimes I can think, oh my gosh, like these teenagers today are so entitled. Like who's getting themselves a facial at 15? But 
I liked reading this because I could think about it in the way of like, you know what, this is me supporting my daughter and something that's important to her. She feels loved and it's not something I have to do all of the time. It's not something she even expected, but I felt like this was a way that I could connect with her, that I could show her that what she's feeling is important and I'm supporting that. So back to this idea of an emotional bid. An emotional bid could be your teenager is complaining about something that is bothering them. Maybe it is a breakout on their face or some stress over the sport that they're involved with. Going back to the beginning of my episode talking about church, maybe their emotional bid is telling you they don't want to wake up early for church, that it's so annoying because they never get a day to sleep in. And you can accept that emotional bid by understanding, okay, this is important to them. Sleep is important. I like to sleep in and listen and don't diminish or minimize that they want to sleep in and that it's frustrating when they can't sleep in. And wouldn't it be amazing if we could all just have the same church time and have it be like 11 o'clock or 10 o'clock, 1030 maybe is probably the perfect time for me, but we can't. We have to rotate and we have different times for church. And so it doesn't mean you can say, all right, fine, sleep in. You don't have to go. But it might just mean listening and understanding. And then you're like, they can be frustrated. You're telling yourself in your mind, like, they don't have to like waking up and they have to get up. Something that I have done is let go of this idea that we all have to ride together in the same car. So if I'm ready, if my husband's ready, We go to church and then our kids know that they need to meet us there since we have other drivers. Sometimes it means they're late. Sometimes it means they're walking in after the sacrament. This used to never be okay in our home. I think COVID changed a little bit of the expectations we've had. We've had to like loosen up some things, but, and we moved, but That was never something that I thought would be allowed or okay. We were always early. We were always in the front and it just had to be that way. But it was also really stressful to be that way. And I didn't enjoy church very much when my kids were little and I thought like that. And so now what's important to me is, you know what? My kids are there. They came and they are there. And I am so happy to see them when they come. And most of the time we get there on time. And when it's 9 a.m. church, I just understand that, man, church with teenagers, early church with teenagers is hard. And it's important that I get myself there on time. So I'm there on time. I want my kids to be there on time. And so I try, but I also understand that I don't want to add stress to my morning by making sure I'm like micromanaging their time to make sure they're there. Like that's just an intentional choice that I'm making. I know that I could do that. I could micromanage them. I could make sure they were awake, give them a ton of reminders so that we all get there on time. And I could enforce it by saying, Hey, you're going to not have your phone the rest of the day, or you'll be grounded. And you know, there's nothing wrong with doing that. So there are ways that you can make sure your family is to church on time. If that's what you want. So basically what I'm saying is that there are a lot of different options and you can make the choice that's best for you and your family. And if I was really worried about, oh my gosh, what does everyone think if my kids come in late? 
I don't feel like that's a good reason for me to stress myself out and make sure my kids are there on time. And so I'm just okay with being there on time myself and my kids walking in when they get there. Most of the time, it's pretty close to the beginning of church and it works. So do what works for you and have good reasons for the things that you do. So I kind of went on a tangent there. I'm talking a lot about church here, but I know it is something that a lot of us parents are struggling with, with our teenagers. And it is something that's very common in the topics that I coach on with the parents that come to me. So it's just on my mind this week. The last thing I will say, because I do like to keep these podcast episodes short so you can just listen to them quickly and just have something to kind of think about in your mind as you're parenting and going throughout your day. When you notice these emotional bids from your teenagers or your partner or a friend, then lean into them. Are you turning toward them or are you turning away from? Turn toward your teens, whether they are in a good mood or whether they're not in a good mood. If they're giving you an emotional bid, turn toward them. Put your phone down, acknowledge them, show them that you see them, look them in the eyes, respect them when they don't want to talk about something and don't make it a big deal, Like, which is something I've totally done when I feel like I'm trying to be nice to them and then they don't even give me the time of day and I just want to be like, you know what? How hard is it just to say hi and tell me about your day? Like, why do you always have to be rude, right? Like, that's such a parent voice, but... Try not to do that. If your child doesn't want to talk to you or if they don't feel like talking right now or if they give you a one word answer, just allow it to be okay. Let them, give them some space and some time to chill out after school. One of the things that I posted about this week over on Instagram was that your kids don't have to tell you everything. And this was really helpful for me because I love to talk things out. And I feel like if my kids just tell me what they're going through and allow me to share my wisdom with them and help them solve their problems, wouldn't that be amazing? I just feel like so much peace right now just saying that because that's all I want. But that's just not reality. Our kids don't want to talk to us. They don't want to tell us everything. They don't want us to solve their problems. It's very, very frustrating as a mom. But that's okay, actually. So let your teenagers figure things out on their own without having to tell you everything. So in my post, I said, you could do things rather than talking everything out. There are other ways that you can show your teen you love and support them. You can make them their favorite meal. You can just notice and be aware of like, okay, they're hanging out with a friend, they're FaceTiming a friend, and they are having a good time. Or they're watching their favorite show, eating their favorite snack. They are finding so much joy in their pet dog right now, and I love that. And then just a simple hug with an I love you with nothing attached, like no no expectation of having this conversation. It's just like, I love you, here's a hug, and then go on with your day with what you need to do and leave your teenager alone. Sometimes it's as simple as that. All right, everyone, I hope you have a good day. I hope I see you on Tuesday, 10.30 a.m. in our class if you want coaching you can let me know by clicking the link, enrolling in the class, and then you'll receive an email where you can request live coaching or just submit a question and I can answer it on the call. Hope to see you there. Have a wonderful weekend and I'll talk to you next week. 